as we agreed that we would say at the beginning of every life class, um, someone might be wondering, you're about to have a session on life and you start the service blasting in tongues. The reason we do that, literally as we opened the service this morning, I saw like fireballs breaking down strongholds. The reason why that has to happen is a lot of the things we'll be talking about at life class, something in you will just be fighting it. You know, as it's coming, something will just want to push back. You know, as it's coming, something wants to push back. So all these some things that want to push back, we've already dealt with them. And I trust that somebody's life will be forever changed in the mighty name of Jesus. The other critical part is the declarations we make before the life class. It's very important that you get yourself ready for what God is about to do with you. Praise God. As we said that we will always um, say at the beginning of every life class, um, at the life class today, principles from God's word will be shared. Uh, peradventure, there any health advice or recommendations made, please consult with your doctor. Peradventure, there is any financial advice or recommendations made, please consult with your financial advisor. And peradventure, there any spiritual recommendations or advice given, you consult with your consult with your pastor. Praise God. All right, this morning, I'm going to talk to us about, I've titled it, The Truth About Debt. The Truth About Debt. And what we want to unveil this morning is the Mammon Agenda. This teaching is very deep. This is the kind of teaching that people pay thousands for and pack in their thousands. But God is raising a powerful group from our midst. Praise God. The truth about debt. Let me turn to your neighbors. Are you ready for the word this morning? Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 7. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 7. Romans chapter 13 and verse 8. It says that the rich rules over the poor and the borrower is servant to the lender. Somebody say the borrower. Now the devil loves darkness. The devil loves ignorance. The devil loves using what you think is truth. Can manipulate it against you. This scripture says that the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is servant to the lender. The borrower is servant to the lender. Romans chapter 13 and verse 8. Romans chapter 13 and verse 8. Romans chapter 13 and verse 8. This is Paul speaking. It's Paul. It says, Oh, no man anything but to love one another. It means that I have an obligation to love you. So if we are doing good Bible exegesis, we can see that the conversation here is about your obligation to love. However, there is a lesson that he chips in passing saying that you also are not supposed to owe to the extent that you are now a, a slave. Because the borrower is what? Servant to the lender. In the old King James, it actually says slave to the lender. All right? It says, for he that loves another has fulfilled the law. Somebody say glory to God. All right? So today we want to talk about the truth about debt. If you can get to this teaching, 70% of our job towards raising, um, when God says there will be 50 millionaires who will be kingdom financiers, 
I don't believe there will be 50 millionaires because not all will agree to be kingdom financiers. Did somebody get that? By now, I'm talking to the people who sign checks for crusades. Are they in the room this morning? So, if you can get this, a large chunk of our job is done. A large, a very large chunk of our job is done. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, Paul begins to introduce us to the concept of what it means to be whole. That's when you meet something that is whole, that thing as a spirit, that thing as a soul, and it as a body. God in his wisdom, because creation was a Trinitarian act or an act of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, all right, you would see many things in our world that follow that pattern, all right? It's just in the same way God in Genesis 1 verse 1 created the heavens and the earth, and then he created a garden, and east of the garden, he planted a space for man there, all right? So you see a lot of those, those imageries. Now, in the same way, it's the same about music. Every song has a spirit, every song has a soul, every song has a body. The weakest level of existence is to relate with things at the level of the body. You relate with a person based on how they look. You relate with a song based on the lyrics alone. Or, what we are talking about today, you relate with money based on the body of money alone. Money as a body, money as a soul, and money as a spirit. Are you still in church this morning? The body of money is the one you can touch. The soul of it is what drives the flow. For instance, when you open your, your, your bank apps and you see the balance, is, is, is that anything you can touch? You can't touch it, but you believe it is there, right? And then at this level, you're going to have God and the spirit. Please, we are getting into it now. The spirit source of everything you call money is either the spirit of God or mammon. Now, the spirit in control will influence the obsession that this soul will have and the purpose that it will have for this. And I'm going to break that down very shortly. Are you still in church this morning? So, this is the anatomy of money. Money as a spirit, money as a soul, money as a body. Now, many in the church circles have used Proverbs 22 verse 7, Romans 13 verse 8 to teach and to preach against all debt. Because we have not been able to delineate and break it down into its components, you are able to misinterpret debt. Now, many people will teach this as good debt and bad debt. That's now I want you to learn it. Hello? Hello? So let's go to 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. Let's read from verse 1 to verse 6 very quickly. We will see an example of this. We will see an example of this. It says, one day the widow of a member of the group of prophets. So this woman was a pastor's wife. She came to Elisha and cried out, my husband who served you is dead. 
and you know how he feared the Lord. This was a good man. So can you see that you can be good, God-fearing, righteous, but a slave to the lender? Hello. Are you in church this morning? It says, you know he feared the Lord. His, his righteousness is not for doubt here. It says, but now a creditor. Somebody say a creditor. Now, this is one of the ways you can tell whether it is the Spirit of God or mammon. I'm, I'm going to, if time permits, show us a couple of differences. But one of the ways you know that mammon is the one at work is mammon is interested in generations. So, there was an interest in the kids. Hello? So, while you cannot buy two sons as slaves, you can loan their father money. Because when you loan their father money, you get the two sons. So in verse 2, what can I do to help you? Elisha is asking now, tell me what do you have in your house? She says, nothing at all except a flask of oil. She replied. So there was something in her house that she considered nothing, but that was all God needed as capital to change her story. So in verse 3, the man of God gives an instruction and he says, go borrow as many empty jars as you can find from your friends and neighbors. Is that in your Bible? So the first person here is this prophet, this man of God or pastor who borrows. Somebody says he borrows. The second is the man of God's wife. Who also does what? Also borrows. One person borrows bad debt. One person borrows good debt. One person sells their generations unborn to mammon. Another person raises enough to break the hold of mammon and says to live on it thereafter. Are you still in church this morning? Are you sure you're in church this morning? So Jesus says to us in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 24, he says that it is impossible for anyone, anyone, anyone to serve two masters. If they can put it on the screen for us in the KJV, which you know, and then we'll look at it in the Passion Translation. He says no man can serve the two. Don't think you can play this game of cycling back and forth because that is what many believers today try to do. And I'm going to show you that shortly. It says, for either he will hate. Somebody say hate. That is a strong word. That is a very strong word. It would have been nice if you said, maybe we'll just, you know, pacify one better. It says, hate one and love the other. Or else he will hold on to one and despise the other. Mm. Can you see what Jesus did there? He broke it down for us. He said, in case one, you hate one, you love the other. In case two, you hold on to one and you despise the other. Selah. <laughs> you cannot serve God and mammon. Let's look at it in the Passion Translation. Let's look at it in the Passion Translation. How could you worship two gods at the same time? Can you see this is about worship? Oh, you, you didn't see it yet. This is, this is very spiritual. This should be a deliverance service even though we call it life class. It's about worship. It says, how could you worship two gods at the same time? You will have to hate one and love the other, or you would have to be devoted to one and despise the other. You can't worship the true God while enslaved to the God of money. If you are taking notes, can you write that down somewhere? 
somewhere that you will see it regularly. You can't worship the true God while enslaved to the God of money. Now, the true God in Genesis chapter 1, out of nothing, please follow, we are getting into it now, creates the God of money across generations desired the ability to create and says, I seek a time and a generation when I also can say, let there be and there will be. So in the modern economy of today's world, the system of this world is built on the foundation of debt. Hello. I in church this morning. Some of you will go back to this teaching and replay it until you get it. The, the, the foundation of the modern, let me not even say modern because you think there's civilization coming. The end time economy is built on debt. And part of what Mammon has discovered the ability to do is to say, let there be. So, if you bring out your phone and you have a good credit score, all right, right where you're sitting now, if you enter your sin, you can be approved for a credit card right now of any amount. Let's just say $10,000. Do you know? Where did that money come from? Have you ever thought about it before? Where did it come from? So, when he says the borrower is servant to the lender, the one who is borrower, the one who is engaging at the level of bad debt, is using real money to work hard and pay back for fake money. The one who understands what I'm teaching today, you created money, right? I will collect what you created, use it to create Pay you back from what I've created and use the rest to serve God. Can you see it? Now, life class, let me just say this. Some life class sessions will be online like this one. One life class, we will not stream it online. I'm going to show you how Mr. and Mrs. Jubilee paid off their mortgage using this principle in seven to ten years. Hello. And that one will not be online. Only those in the room will get that. Some, of, some people will have to come and beg the kids because the kids will have heard it and they would have been absent. <laughs> Glory to God. So, therefore, what is debt? Don't forget this definition. What really is the definition of debt? Debt is any borrowing that is not used to generate positive cash flow. That is the true definition of debt. Because in that case, you have, you have enslaved yourself to use real work real money, real time to pay for what is fake. When you want to buy a house, let's say you want to buy a house of 700000 if it's your first time in Canada, you're allowed to do 5% down, all right? Where do you think the other money comes from? 5% is 35000 right? Where does the other money come from? Do you think the bank has it somewhere? Have you ever thought about it? Legally, the banks are allowed to have just a tiny part of that money. The rest, they can just say, let there be money. And there was money. And you are there doing five, not you, doing five jobs, doing ten jobs. The day the revelation of today comes on you, you will cease from all of your labors. In the mighty name of Jesus. So what is the definition of debt? Every borrowing, every borrowing that does not generate positive cash flow, 
is the definition of debt. If there is any borrowing, that you have a system where you can multiply with what you have leveraged upon such that you can give back to where you got it from and you have more than enough to serve God honorably and to do good in your world, really what you did was not debt. You are not a debtor. You are not a borrower. Those scriptures are not for you. The reason why I need to hammer this is many believers have read those scriptures thinking he was talking about them. The borrower is servant to the lender. Therefore, I must not borrow. You're only borrowing if you are using the debts to get liabilities. Economists don't like definition of assets and liabilities that we give. Their own definition is different. Do you want to know the real definition of an asset? Hello? Hello? Do you want to know the non-economic, non-accountant definition? An asset is anything, anything that generates more than it loses value. Anything. Are we still here? So for someone, let me give you a wild example. Someone buys an LV bag for 15000 I don't know if that's the price. Maybe Birkin. Is Birkin like fifteen? Hermes is like fifteen. Um, okay, so fifteen k bag. Now, is that an asset or a liability? We don't know. That's really what I want you to get today. We don't know. Now, if this person has some mysterious way of using that thing to generate net cash flow, maybe by being a popular influencer on somewhere, somewhere, always posting about with the same asset. And they are making, that's an asset for them. Someone else who just wants to carry it because Mr. Jub Mrs. Jubilee is carrying that bag. <laughs> that, is, that is not an asset. That is the borrower who is slave to the lender. So when you buy your house, three question: Is it an asset or a liability? It depends. That's what I want you to leave here with. When you buy your car, is it an asset or a liability? It depends. When you buy your private jet, is it an asset or a liability? That one does not depend. <laughs> okay, I'm in the right church. I'm in the right church. Now I know I am in the right church. Can I wipe this off? All right. I know I'm in the right church now. I was just telling my wife, there's a trip I need to make. That trip is supposed to be best made with a private jet. Because airlines cannot fit that schedule. <laughs> but we will get there. Some of you just come together and say, PD, for your birthday, we just bought you your private jet. They don't believe. The four people that said it, it looks like those are the people signing the checks. Are there more people that want to join them? All right. Praise God. Let's begin to tie this up. And then we'll wrap this up on this today. I, I, I know I have doctors and writing, so please bear with me. <laughs> what I've written here is earners, earners, earn. Wow. <laughs> now you guys believe I'm a doctor. <laughs> this is borrowers. Did you, did you get that before? All right. I'm doing well, right? All right, thank you. Investors. Can you see that? 
Now, the average believer who does not have a revelation of what we are learning today believes that this is where God wants them to be. As far as they owe no man. Many people, Christians, unbelievers, who are playing the game the world's way, this is where they are. They are borrowing and they are working and working and working and working, never meeting up, using real money to pay for fake money. All credit cards on red, credit score is this, boy. And then, the true people that will do kingdom work. Can I say something? Believer or not, this is where they play. That is where they play. And that is what I believe God is raising in this house. In the mighty name of Jesus. So, what are the characteristics of earners? What are their characteristics? They work. They work hard. They believe in hard work. All right? They try hard to avoid death. They avoid death like the plague. Even though what they are really... Because they are avoiding death, they are avoiding both good and bad death. So they are not creators. They are not in the game of let there be. Are you still in church this morning? They also avoid risks. Like the plague. They live a very normal life. These are the people that the best way to, dis- to describe them is they are what? Thank you, sir. That is it. Comfortable. They pay their tithes. They give in church. But they can't help too many people. Because their, their life is designed to just be enough. They don't owe. They don't owe. The only debt they actually owe is their mortgage. That's the only thing. These are many people. This is the goal. This is, what, this is their definition of biblical prosperity. Have enough. I don't know where they got it from. Because our patriarchs were not like that. Abraham was definitely not like that. Isaac was not like that. Jacob was not like that. David was not like that. Solomon was not like that. And there I say, Jesus was not like that. And we are not like that. (laughs) Glory to God. The dangerous place. This is the realm of slavery and bondage. This is the spot the devil loves. And sadly to say, many believers are not in church this morning. I'm not talking of this church. All over. Many Christians, confessing, professing Christians, are not at the place of worship today. Do you remember why now? Because you cannot serve the true God and be enslaved to mammon. So they are enslaved to mammon. The moment mammon calls, the first person that hears goodbye is God. They've never told God that, God, I will do this for you. Let me tell mammon to wait. Never. God is the only one that can understand. Mammon does not understand. Because actually, mammon does not understand. (laughs) So the borrowers, they work to pay To pay back debt. It is a never-ending cycle. Can you do an extra shift? Yes. There's another job? Yes. When will you study your Bible? I have bills to pay. When will you serve God? I have bills to pay. The church is about to do this, 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 this. They are raising seeds. And let them go and raise their seeds. I have bills to pay because I am a slave to mammon. They don't know. It says they borrow more 
and they trade their three most important assets. They trade their time, they trade their health, and they trade relationships. Some don't have time for their children. Some don't have time for their wives. Some don't have time for their husbands. Why? Because we have bills to pay. We must pay that. We must pay back. We must pay. We must pay. Now, this is the lane. The guys here, they earn to invest. They borrow to invest. Hello? Are you there? And they believe they have a divine mandate. They believe it. When you meet somebody who is operating at this level of deep, intense wealth, it's like a calling. Hello? They have a divine mandate to multiply. Anything that comes to my hand must be multiplied. So I can go to the bank, take a loan of 700 thousand on a house boy let's, let me just leave that one because some of the things you'll be learning about defeating mammon using real estate because the earth is the Lord's you'll be shocked at what you can do with that Mr. and Mrs. Jubilee have been nice to allow us to use their story so in another class I'm going to show you what they did and how they started do you know the Bible says come and buy without money do you know And then the last characteristic of people who play in this lane is that they embrace a cause or they support the kingdom or both. Embrace a cause, support kingdom work, or both. Now, Mr. and Mrs. Jubilee, they pay tithe. Hello. And they are very wealthy, just so you know. They pay tithe, and they've told themselves that the cause they will support. Do you know unbelievers don't wake up one morning and say that the cause they want to support is crusade in Lokoja? Do you know? They don't do that. They can just wake up and say, we want to fund, and that is good. Don't get me wrong, please. We want to fund MLS research. Is that good? That's That's good. But my point is, the people God will count on to do kingdom work are his own children. Because unbelievers who are operating on this let there be lane, that's not what they are thinking about. It is not on their mind at all. But I believe it is on your mind. And that is why God will put the resources in your hands. In the mighty name of Jesus, God will put the resources in your hands. In the name of Jesus. So Matthew chapter 25, it's a story I believe you know. It's a story we are not attempting to touch. But let's just look at a lesson from verse 26 to verse 29. Is there anybody being blessed so far? So what does this even mean practically for you? Please, please be comfortable with using debt as an investor. That is the only way you build wealth. Anybody who has built wealth has used something called leverage. Do you know what leverage is? Leverage is from the word. Can anybody see where the word is from? Lever. 
Do you, anybody who's a, I don't know what class, I learned this thing many years ago. Even before physics, integrated science, the machine, the machine, right? There's a lever, I think this is how the diagram goes. There's a pulley and there's load, something like this. Something like a PD, I give you no straw back. Means I'm just drawing that in for the first time in a long time. Now, you will get much more done when you use a lever. If you were to pack all the chairs in this building and take them out, it might take you, I don't know how long it will take you. Someone else will just stack them, get a machine, something very easy, and it's done. It's the same way many spend their time, spend their health, spend their relationships, grow old with regrets and with debts for their children. Hello. After all the years, they retire and there's nothing. And the children, many people today cannot afford to die. You don't understand. I didn't say afford to like they want to be alive. You don't get it. Their death is expensive. You're not seeing it. Because they stayed here all their lives. They didn't know the power of a lever. What they will build in 40 years. By favor and grace. The people on the let there be lane do it in four years. And they have time for the most important things. They have time to serve God. They are taking care of their health. Honoring it as the temple of the Holy Ghost. And they build quality relationships. Quality, solid, rich relationships. So this is the master rebuking the unprofitable servant. He says, why didn't you deposit? Maybe let's read it from verse 26 here. You can take it off for us. He says, the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops, I did not plant and gathered crops, I did not cultivate. What the servant was really saying is that, master, you are playing the let there be game. Are you seeing it? Things are just showing up, boy. We didn't see you planting it. We didn't see you. We, like, we didn't really see you. The master is saying, I know the let there be game. It's not only my mom that can play it. I've learned to play it too. So that wise master says that the lowest level of the let there be game is that at least you should have put it in the bank. In the minimum. Because these people here, their life goals is savings. with interest rates that is less than inflation. <laughs> so the money has, these people think they're actually saving. They think they're at the level of, at least in the bank, they don't know their money is actually in the ground. Because in the ground is where it loses value. And if inflation is more than interest rate, your money is in the ground. Even though you claim it is in a savings account. Selah. Remember, per adventure, any health advice is given in the course of life class. What do you do? You consult your doctors. Peradventure, any financial advice is given, you contact your financial advisors. And if there's any spiritual advice, you see me after service. <laughs> Praise God. Somebody getting blessed so far? These people here, there's nothing to save. Before the next paycheck comes, it's, it's done. They're in red. These people here, a good credit score. Is an asset. Because it allows them to get the best rates so that having invested playing the let there be game, they are giving back and a little more and keeping more 
Are you seeing it? Is somebody seeing it? He says, take the money from the one who, and give it to who? who? Who are we giving it to? Everything by life and godliness gravitates in this direction. It's always give it to them. Give it to them. When you take your money to the bank, what do you think the bank is doing with it? It's giving it to them. Giving it to them. All of the borrowers, giving it to them. Earners, giving it to them. So, do you agree with me that God is raising powerful people in this ministry? With teachings like this, somebody said, PD, how does the credit score work? Maybe we have another life class on that. But I met somebody, this is not Mr. Jubilee. I met somebody who has an excellent credit score. And he told me, he said, whenever the bank calls him and says that he's qualified for higher credit, he accepts it. And he pays off all his cards at the end of every day. Hello? Did you hear that? He pays off all his cards at the end of every day. At the end of every day. At the end of every day. You know there are cards that have um, 21 day interest free forgiveness period. And there are some is daily interest. So he said because he does not know which one is which. He just pays off his cards every day. He gets benefits. So please, there is a teaching in the body of Christ that says, oh no man, nothing. Don't borrow this. Don't touch that. Don't this, that. Don't this, that. What we will do is we will keep people here. And we won't be able to do much for the kingdom. We won't be able to do much for the kingdom. All of us will be sweating. To, we will have all our intentions will be in our heart. Good intention, no good action. May that not be our portion. In the mighty name of Jesus. Has somebody been blessed this morning? Luke chapter 8 verse 1 to verse 3. As I round up this morning, my time is up. I can see a military personnel standing in the corner. So, let me just pack my things. <laughs> Luke chapter 8, verse 1 to verse 3. Please, please, invest in a good credit score. Research on assets. We will have a lot of classes on that. Asset classes. We'll talk about wealth quadrant in the coming weeks. Um, please, very key. Very key. And please, don't miss life class. Let me tell your neighbor, say, don't miss life class. It is very important. All right. Luke chapter 8, verse 1 to verse 3, the Passion Translation, as we round up, it says, soon afterward, I'm really proud of myself today. I think I'm finishing on time. Wow. Can, 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 I, can I get a round of applause? I can't believe this. This is a miracle. All right. Soon afterward, Jesus began a ministry tour. Somebody say a ministry tour. Somebody say a ministry tour. If all the people in Jesus' ministry were yeah, Jesus should forget tall. You just sit down in Galilee. Anybody that wants to come will come there. He says he went visiting cities, visiting villages, announcing the good news of the kingdom. His 12 disciples did what? Why are they telling us? They were settled. Somebody say settled. Not that we want to go somewhere now. We now say only two people can come. Only two. Even the, the flight is economy. The hotel, maybe five people can share one bed. May it not be our portion. In the mighty name of Jesus. It says, as did, verse 2, as did the number of women. You have clapped for me, so let me just pack my bags and be going. Will you read the remaining in your house? Let's just finish it. It says, as did the number of women who had been healed of many illnesses and set free from demonic power. And this is the lesson for ministers. 
when the anointing produces in the lives of people, they will respond. All of them might not, but some will. It says one of the women was Mary, who was from the village of Magdala, from whom Jesus had cast out seven demons. Among the women were Susanna and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, who managed King Herod's household. These were powerful people. Many other women who supported Jesus' ministry from their own personal finances. Why? Because they were, those are the people that can support anything. Father, we thank you because you've received your word. The difference between this and a business seminar is because we have access to the oil, to the anointing. Let it produce. Let your children return with mind-blowing testimonies. For in Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at KICCCanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you're a champion. God bless you.